Good afternoon. It's Juliana Sober. How are you today? Welcome to the Defy Gravity podcast. I started the Defy Gravity podcast to share lessons and learnings and insights into creating a life that is your own. So I want to chat with you today about infusing your life with you. We were just blessed to build a new house. It was many years in the making, and uh, my husband is a very talented carpenter, and I have a background in project management. So between the two of us, and oh, by the way, I have a builder's license, and between the two of us, we said, okay, we're going to take on tackling building this house. And it started about two years ahead of time with What do I want my house to look like? It was a very curious sort of thing at the beginning because I got a lot of input from different people about, well, you can buy house plans online. So just go on there and find a house plan and buy it. And I went on and I searched many, many different websites with different house plans and floor plans and two stories and one stories and this, that, and the other thing. And I didn't find anything I liked. And for a while we thought log cabin because our house happens to be set back in the woods. And I finally said to my husband, I don't want any of that. We use our house the way that we use it. And these floor plans don't make sense for the way that we use our household and what's important to us. So we sat down and actually I sat down and I started doing, I started sketching my own house when I was 12 years old. So at some level, (laughs) and actually this house doesn't look too far off from that sketch. The sketch was more square. Our house is long, but it's because of where it's located that it had to be more of a ranch style house rather than a square. So it has a great room with lots of windows on the back and a place for people to gather, a big space for us sitting around the table and eating. And then separate spaces, quiet spaces, places where you can go and do what you like to do. I also really like to cook. And so there's space for... uh, a 36 inch stove, something I have wanted for many, many years. And there is a big walk-in pantry. I wanted a butler style pantry, but it doesn't make sense in this kind of a house. So it is a walk-in pantry and it has all the things that used to be in the basement of our previous houses, because I'm a big fan of Pampered Chef and I love to cook. I also don't like toting laundry around the house. I'm tired of doing stairs with baskets of laundry. So the laundry room is literally between the two upstairs bedrooms. So you couldn't get much closer to where we take off the dirty clothes. We wash them and put them back into the dressers and closets. And all of these things are considered unconventional right now. And... I've had comments made like, your house is very pretty. I would not have chosen red siding. Or your house is very pretty. I would not have done a pattern backsplash for the bathroom or a pattern tile floor in the um, back bathroom. Would not have done wooden countertop on the island. 
Um, you know, lots of different things. Love carpeting in bedroom, etc. But this house was for us. So it has a lot of us in it. Candidly, it has a lot of me in it because I'm the decorator. But it has infused in it things that make me happy and um, that I really enjoy looking at. So they represent me. So there's photographs of flowers and my, my children when they were babies and um, the word joy in a metal cutout, um, a blue pattern backsplash in the, on the kitchen and um, a fun color in my office. <laughs> And it gave me an opportunity to have my physical world be infused with me. But then I look at the other pieces of my life and I've begun to infuse those pieces of my life, uh, pieces of me into my life. So what is it I like to do? I've explored a lot of hobbies and different crafts and I've decided that I like to knit and I like to do flow painting. Uh, and I still occasionally make jewelry. So all the crafting stuff that didn't fit into that, I have given to people who do that, like a local art teacher or some friends who do those things. I don't need to keep them because they're not things I like to do. Um, I have um, taken a look at the work that I do and the work that I did was not really about what I like to do. I was very good at it, but it didn't fuel my passion or feed my heart. It wasn't what I thought about all the time or what I woke up and said, I want to do this today. In fact, it was the thing that when the alarm went off and I thought, oh, another day. And I'd hit snooze six or seven times. And it was really hard to get enthusiastic about that work. I coached soccer because I thought that was what I was supposed to do. And I really think I enjoyed spending time with the kids and playing on the field. But in the end, I don't think coaching soccer was what I wanted to do. It was, there was another more, I mean, it was more to get in community with people. So I could have done it differently. But at the time, I mean, I really wasn't living for myself. At the time, my own insecurity was driving my decisions. My desire to fit in, my desire to be part of the crowd meant that even if coaching wasn't my first love, I did it anyway. And so much of my life was around things that were either what society expected me to do, what my family expected me to do, what I had been, been uh, trained and or programmed to do, but not what I wanted to do. So there was so little joy in each and every day. 
There wasn't that enthusiasm, that excitement where you wake up and you think, okay, what's my opportunity to do some fun stuff today? How can I serve people? How can I share with them their opportunities? You know, I wasn't, there was no enthusiasm. It was, tomorrow's Monday. And that means I have to go back to that place and do the thing. And then I got to wait till Friday. And I suspect that that's the truth for a lot of people. What I have learned as I've worked with people on emotional trauma and how subconscious trapped emotions embed themselves in the body. And this work goes back to ancient Chinese or Ayurvedic teachings. This is not new information. Uh, And Louise Hay wrote a great book called Heal Your Body that talks about how emotions become physical manifestations in your body. And grief settles into the lungs and the lungs are part of the heart chakra and affects the thymus. So it affects the immune system and it affects the lungs. And grief can be, yes, it can be the loss of a loved one. It can be many other things. However, it could be because you have a life that does not please you, that does not serve you, that isn't feeding your soul. And it could be because you aren't having an opportunity to express who you truly are, which at some level is part of depression. It is my firm and honest belief that a big piece of depression is having a life that you've not created, that is not of your own, feeling like you have no power or control in your life. Because I've seen it in myself and I've seen it in my clients is when they start to infuse their life with themselves and start to make decisions for themselves and gain back their power, they then start to have more joy, more happiness in each and every moment. There is this opportunity to do things like when you're walking along and you see a beautiful flower, you just take a second and you admire the beauty of that flower. Especially dandelions, which have become my favorite. (laughs) Those and poppies. Those are my two favorites. But I admire even the trees when they have no leaves on them. Because in that they are in a rest period and they, they have... They are filling themselves up with resources so that they can take on the growth period of the spring, which is where we're at now. We're in this growth period. And we are finishing up the global pandemic, which by definition, I hope, was a rest period for many people and an opportunity to take stock of our lives and areas of our lives that are working and and ones that aren't and to, to take out things that are not yours, that don't belong to you, that, that, that don't feed your soul. And maybe you take a little bit of time to evaluate those things now because we still have time to do that. I did it in the busiest season of my life. I did it when I was working 60 hours a week and uh, still coaching soccer and uh, taking care of a garden, a community garden, and my own household 
and my two children and not doing very well at any of them, candidly. And a big part of what I needed to do and I did do was to stay, take stock of each piece of my life and decide really what truly was for me and what was exciting and interesting and what was I doing that was because someone expected me to do it or because society programmed me to do it. So as you're hearing this, hopefully you will take the cue then to begin to evaluate the pieces of your life that aren't working for you. It can even be the car you're driving. It can be the clothing you wear. It can be whether you wear makeup or don't wear makeup. It can be whether you are doing a job that you don't want to do and you need to seek out other employment or a business to start. I don't know what it is for you. I did a complete life overhaul. It doesn't have to be that dramatic. It needed to be that dramatic for me. And I'm a dive right into the deep end of the pool kind of person. So if you're like that, I would say write it all out and take stock of it all. Relationships, friendships, uh, the house you're in, the car you drive, the clothing you wear, uh, the way you spend your money, where you earn your money from, who you share your money with, um, how you practice your spirituality, how you find peace. What vacations you take, how you exercise, <laughs> what foods you eat, what supplements you take. All of those things you have this opportunity to infuse with you. Because you are the only you this planet has right now. And everybody has this unique gift. And has this amazing gift to give to the world. And it is so hard to give it when you are not in it, when you're not connected to it because there are too many other BS things in the way, too many things that aren't serving you. I was told this week that I'm very truthful and very honest and very direct. And those are gifts that I was given, which can be challenging for some people. And I fully recognize that. It is my intention to give from my heart to spur you into action, to light a fire, to get things moving. And I don't believe that we serve each other by tiptoeing around the truth or, or telling you, oh, it's okay. It's okay. You can, you can stay miserable because that doesn't serve anyone to do that. So um, I will be direct and I will be truthful in all cases and in all places. Uh, and in doing so, in order for you to capture your true happiness, this is an activity you will need to do. Um, and you'll probably wanna do it a handful of times, if not several times over the course of the next few years. I have probably been 12 years in the, in the blossoming myself personally. 
and uh, it has been really fun, actually. At first, I don't think it was fun, but that was simply a mental perspective. That was my perspective on it. I, I kind of believe that everything that, you know, you had to work hard and, and anything worth doing was going to be difficult and, you know, all that BS. It's crap. It doesn't have to be hard. You can tell yourself that it needs to be hard and you can make it hard. Or you can say, you know what? My room is currently painted green and I don't like green. I am going to paint my room blue or pink or purple or rainbow colored. I'm going to put a unicorn on the wall or a big flower or shiplap or whatever you want to put on the wall. The space that you're in is yours and that space is in your heart. That is it. We have, you've probably heard this before. You have to go inside to find it. Inside that heart is everything you need to know about you. Your divine higher self is right there. It's in your heart. You don't need anybody from the outside world to tell you what's best for you. It's okay to have teachers and guides. It's okay to have trusted confidants and people that share information for you. But in the end, you have to decide what is right for you. You have to infuse your life with you. So you, you know, you're, you're, you're welcome to find many teachers in your life. That is amazing and incredible. Be careful not to make them an idol or a god or a guru. Because I can tell you, I've probably had a, I've probably learned the pieces of myself or at least the ways to explore the pieces of myself personally from 500 different people. Because I'm always in that exploration mode, always in the exploration mode. And I just love the wisdom of people that, that are on this journey, have been on this journey, have done this journey, are doing this journey. Because I can tell you, even the pieces that have been on, the people that have been on this journey for 30 years, the, the ones that are really, truly in their, their own would tell you, still got some stuff. Still working on it. <laughs> but the more you do it, the more fun it is. I really enjoy it. Like when new things pop up, I'm always like, oh, what's that? Oh, let's have some fun with this one. Not that there aren't some difficult moments and some tears. But I embrace that whole idea that 95% of emotional release, 95% of getting over stuff is really our resistance to it. And once you get past that resistance, once you stop resisting, it's all flow. It's almost as if, let's just say you decide you're going to go tubing with your friends right? You're going to float down the river, which is totally a Michigan thing. I hope people do it all over the world because <laughs> it is a lot of fun. So whether it's tubing or kayaking or whitewater rafting, whatever it is, bungee jumping, skydiving, which I will not do. My son wants to do that. I have no desire. It's, it is a fear thing, but I have zero desire to jump out of a plane. <laughs> I know that that's not good, not where I'm going to go. So it's like you're standing on the side of the river and you have the you have the tube in your hand and, and you're like, oh, I'm going to get in there. Yeah, but 
well, maybe it's not going to be as fun as I thought it would be. And there might be hard parts. There might be places I get stuck. I might have to paddle. The water might be cold. It might be all of those things, or it might be none of those things. But here's the cool part, is once you get in the water and you settle your butt into that tube and you put your arms on the side of it and you kick off and you get going and you get into the stream and the flow of things, you can just sit back and relax. Until you hit the rapids, then you got to kind of pay attention. You might have to do a couple things. You might have to kick off of a rock. You might have to take a break for a minute and, you know, take a sip of beer or water or whatever you're bringing with you. Because tubing, tubing and beer goes along uh, as well. Um, but I'm not, you know, if you, if you drink responsibly, responsibly and it calms you down, go for it. Uh, but water's amazing. So go, you get to go with the flow and there's no resistance. So now I don't resist any of it. When it comes up, I just, uh, I run right into it and go, yes, what are we going to discover today? And it is so much fun. It is a blast. And I know if you're sitting here like, she's crazy. It is not fun to be crying and have all this emotional stuff and all these things driving you crazy. I can tell you. It's not at first, but it is fun as you get into it more and you practice it more and you have all the, you have more and more breakthroughs. It is also fun when you work with someone who helps guide you through that because there is less turmoil, less consternation, less questions. Um, when you do get stuck, you have someone to help you get over the stuck parts and you will move through it much faster when you work with someone. And I have such joy working with clients. I was working with a client recently who their comment was, I have lots of little piles of clutter all over my house. They're all mine. They don't belong to any of my other family members and I cannot get myself to work on it. I can pick up their stuff. I can put their stuff away and organize it, but I can't touch my own stuff. So as we got to talking about it and we kind of dug into her childhood, I knew what she was doing. She didn't feel like she had a place of her own. Not even the house she'd lived in for decades. Didn't have a place of her own. So she was placing little bits of herself all over the house. And maintaining those because that gave her a sense of this, a little sense of this is my own space. But the reality is your space that you own, that you're in charge of, that you have complete and total control and power of is your body, mind, and spirit, that heart. And you might go, I don't have control over any of that. You don't now because you believe that you don't have control over it. I promise you when you get into this, you will find that, that strength that I am in charge, that I have control, and I am infusing my life with me. So I can tell you as a person who used to have lots of piles of clutter all over the house that I would never clean up, I didn't feel like I had a life that was my own. I knew I owned the house. My name was on the title, deed. It was on the mortgage. <laughs> I paid the bill every month. But I didn't feel like it was my space. I felt very lonely there. 
felt very out of control there. And I now know that the space I'm in today is mine. But even if I wasn't in this space, I take my space with me. And then I infuse my life around me with me. And I love it. That means I can be happy and joyful anywhere I go. And that doesn't mean I overrun people with my need to be myself. In fact, I don't do that anymore at all. I used to do that. I can go into someone else's space, whether it's their house, their car, into the emotional work with them. And it is not my will that's in that space. It is their will. I am there as a guide. I am there as a friend. I am there to hold space with them. I am there as another light being who is there to bring love exactly as they are, exactly as I am. There's no forcing myself on anybody or anything anymore. I don't need to. Now, some may think that my very direct approach is me trying to force myself on them. That is not my intent. I come from a heart of wanting to help everyone, everyone to achieve happiness and health and prosperity. That is my soul's purpose. And I feel inclined to where I can to share opportunities and perspectives and other ways of looking at things. And if they accept that, if I, pl- if I, can, if I can plant a seed, then I have done my duty. If I plant a seed that doesn't germinate for 10 years, then I have been faithful to my, my role here. If I plant a seed and it doesn't take, that's okay. That's their journey. And I just love what I do. So to circle back and close up, I just pray that you will find ways to infuse your life with you. To know that you are powerful, to know that you are unique and beautiful and incredible. And our objective of doing this work is to get you to the perfect blueprint that God created of you. That is powered and fueled by Christ energy. This is not in a religious way. This is in a true heart-centered, you connect the way you connect kind of way. But I know that there is a loving divine force that is standing in the ready for you to connect your higher self to that divine that will help you to find that way. And a beautiful crystalline energy that gives you everything you need to get there. If I may be so honored to be a guide, a resource, a teacher, then I am so blessed by that. And you know where to find me. I will be here for you. And I, I really do 
encourage you to find happiness by infusing your life with you. God bless you. Namaste. Arigato. Peace out. Defy Gravity is here for you, for your health, body, mind, and spirit, to bring you knowledge and education to empower you to own your life and be in charge of it. Come on in regularly for the knowledge that you need to support all of your life's objectives. I'm Juliana Sauber, traditional naturopath, and not only a survivor, but I've recovered. And I'm living free of health challenges that kept me down for almost two decades. So I'm here to share with you the things that I did to regain my health and get my life back and bring people to you that will also help you and give you more information and more perspectives. And that is the key to creating the life that you want. So welcome to Defy Gravity. Subscribe, come back regularly. Please invite your friends, share this podcast. Find us on Facebook and Instagram because we are here to meet your needs.